0: So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have. Whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives. Different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, You'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice, to training modalities, to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com CVASPS. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com C-V-A-S-P-S to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeVeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. You know, today I would like to take a little bit of time and share with y'all um, kind of the, the what's and how's and why's to the reintegration program that we've been working on and putting together here and how, you know, these ideas have come, you know, to us and where we see it going and kind of even more so some of the actual reasoning behind these decisions. You know, I've been really fortunate uh, over the past few weeks to be able to have the opportunity to, you know, discuss what's going on at other institutions with some super high-level practitioners who are doing amazing work and, and just listening to really how unique each situation is and how each situation is just kind of (laughs) its own case study and how some things are working great at some schools and some things that work great at those schools are not working anywhere else so we've been listening to some things we've been trying to do some math we've been trying to peel back some layers of these onions and figure out what could be best for us but where we're starting with all of this, of course, is with the guidelines with the NCAA. And I think that that's something that we all have to do, right? We would all probably agree that for the sports outside of American football that are going through these reintegration periods, following this NCAA protocol is exceptionally important. Protocol, it's a protocol, it's a guideline, right? We didn't get into why it's just a guideline on another talk. But, I digress. So, what's important here though, is to really realize that these are the numbers that have been put out for us to follow to make sure that we're putting the health and safety in front of the student athletes that we get to work with. Now, before I get too far into this, there's gotta be a few credits given. This plan is not mine and mine alone. I get to work with some really awesome people, and again, like I said, I've had the opportunity to talk to some super high-level practitioners, you know, not just college, but pro that are doing this right now and are looking at things, seeing what's successful and what's not, but before we get too far into this, huge shout-outs to, of course, Adam Smith, Beecher Porter, follow him at Instagram at AlphaCoach, Mike Thompson, um, guys that have been huge input uh, impacts on this, And one that hasn't been mentioned probably enough, but who gets ideas bounced off her all the time and needs more credit is Sarah Spencer. She works in sports med with women's basketball. So really what I'm going to be talking about is how the men's and women's basketball programs right now are are going to mirror each other and why we've made these decisions. So let's go back to the NCAA, right? The NCAA said 50-30-20-10. Or as those of us who actually train people would like to call it, 50%, 70%, 80%, 90%. 50%, 70%, 80%, 90%. So instead of talking about taking away, let's talk about what we're actually doing. Well, I'm the one by 20 guy, right? I've been pigeonholed into that numerous times. So if we're going to talk about 50%, we need to know that 50% is one of the, the following, right? It's either intensity or volume. So if we're going to come back and go right into the weight room, We're gonna start with one by 20. Let's say we would use 200 pounds for the load, for whatever it would be. We're talking about doing 20 reps at 100 pounds, or 200 pounds for 10 reps. Now, if they haven't lifted for 18 weeks, is that terrible? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Are they gonna get the stimulus that they really need to start to adapt and get better? I don't know, maybe. Maybe not. So if those loads aren't going to really provide the stimulus that we are asking, what can we do to provide that stimulus, right? Well, they have been doing, hopefully, if they follow the program, right? Because, you know, we've all talked about this. You can get a lot out of sprints and jumps and throws, right? Like that was like our thing for a long time when they went home. So let's say your first day, you know, at this point in your program was fly 20s, right? Well, we can either take the intensity down and turn those into tempo runs. Not bad. You can get, probably get more out of doing tempo runs than you would lifting 50% capacity, right? You could cut the distance. So instead of fly 20s, you could run fly 10s. Definitely get a lot out of that, right? We know that, you know, those accelerations, those are going to huge neural drive, tons of ground reaction forces, they're going to get stronger. They're going to be in better shape because they're sprinting. That's a big time move. If you were doing two series of five or six, say two series of six of them, you could do two series of three or one series of six and still get high quality speed work. Intensive jumping. 50% output on intensive jumping sure could turn into extensive jumping. So that's good, right? We know that. And that will even help prepare for the other things. Or again, if it's two series of six, do you do two series of three? Or do you do one series of six? Because again, we know intent is king, right? So if you're sprinting fast and jumping high as explosively or far or whatever is possible, and you just cut the volume and work your way back up with that, you're going to get a heck of a lot more out of that than you are going to be moving hundred pounds, which is 50% of what you should be lifting. So that's why we're starting outside and we're going to do that for the 50%. Now, we're also going to do that too, because working with a team, when we're talking about everything, you know, the negative things that you need to be aware of, you know, like precautionary things, water, cooling stations, all of that, This allows both teams to train at the same time on two adjacent fields. So we have double coverage in both situations, and everybody's all set, you know, with that. And it saves everybody a trip, so that's good. So that's the 50, that's the 70. And that phase is going to go for 10 to 14 days, right? Each one of these phases or steps is 10 to 14 days. So we'll just call it week three. It's when we get into adding more, right? We can now add one-on-one-on-one, one -one, one player, one ball, one coach, you know, for shooting drills, which is great, right? So that week we're at 80% capacity, right? So if we were at two series of six, it's now two fours, right? That's cool. If we were at 20 and we cut it to 10, we're now at 16. That's cool, right? Going short to long with it, however you want to do it, doesn't matter. But we've made a big addition, right? We're adding 30 minutes of additional work when it comes to shooting the basketball. Now, 30 minutes of shooting the basketball is not a lot for these kids. But if they've been following the rules Some of them maybe haven't shot a basketball, right? Like, I mean, they were taking goals down all over the country. So who knows if they've done that? So that's the 80% week. And then we come back at the 90% week. And again, they're shooting just a little bit longer. But this is now a spot where we've talked about having the possibility of adding things in the weight room. And this would be where we would add what we call our buddy workouts, or I've talked about, like, the routine. So we can start our training in the weight room pack at this 90% week, right? But it would be, hey, so Greybeard needs to work on this to get better. So I can start at 90% of that capacity. So let's just say it was for me I need to get better at being you know quicker left to right. Okay. So we can do some exercises if they were going to be one by 20 for 18 reps. You know, or things of that nature. You know, if it's someone that needs to gain weight or get bigger, you know, or whatever it may be, and they want to do some hypertrophy work because of for whatever reason, maybe instead of three sets of 10, you know, three sets of nine or three sets of eight. Right, it's, it's there, right? Or even if we're saying we're gonna start at three sets of 12, three sets of 10 puts them right there for the first week. Now we're in a situation where we're at 90% of the capacity that we can get a training effect out of the weight room. And because these individualized quote unquote buddy workouts are usually shorter, you know, 25 to 40 minutes, we also are giving them two weeks to build back into the weight room. Because after, that would be, so the first two weeks are just running and sprinting and jumping. The third week is adding the one-on-one-on-one. The fourth week, if things go well, we can look to add the buddy workouts. The fifth week, we're hopefully going to individual instruction. So then that means by the sixth week, which we are at full capacity of the conditioning work, we've added everything else we need to add to it, we can start to lift weights. We've given them two weeks of preparation so that when we get back into the weight room, A, their fitness levels should be higher. We've run a bunch, we've built a huge aerobic engine We've done a lot of speed work, so we've got freaking neural drive through the roof. We're springy, we're fast, we're explosive. Now we can use an implement. They've gone through individuals, so they won't be sore from that. They've done their full buddy workouts, so they've started to at least get a base in the weight room. Now let's put that on top of it. Now let's get the most bang for the buck out of that. So I don't know, that's just where we're coming from. And to me, I think it makes sense. At least it does in my head. I don't know if that's a place that everybody wants to be. But, we talk about progressive overload all the time, it sounds to me like that is the way that we can do this, A, safely, and B, to set ourselves up for the most success. But would love to hear your thoughts, comments, criticisms, whatever it may be, because we're just trying to do the best we can for the kids we get to work with, make sure that they're best prepared for the coaches, for practice, and individuals, so we just want to keep moving forward. So, as always, would love to hear what you think, what you're doing, any holes you could poke in it, dude, like for real, like just trying to do the best we can. But as always, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.